Hello, golf fans, and welcome back to another U.S. Open episode on the Big D Podcast. Before I bring in today's special guest, please subscribe, like, and share the Spunky Spectrum Sports YouTube page. We can see all my content. Already uploaded one U.S. Open video. Also, check out the Big D Podcast on Spotify and Apple. So, bringing the snacks this afternoon is uh, my uh, friend Nagel's Bagels. Nagel, uh... Did you bring? Do you have any cream cheese with your bagels? I'm more of a butter guy myself, Dylan. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm gonna. I am gonna bring the snacks today. I like that. That's a good one. I should. I should have brought. I should have brought the popcorn, peanuts, and cracker jack. <laughs> All right. So uh, it's you. It's open week. So uh, you ready? You uh, excited for? Uh, see who's gonna be uh, our national champion at uh, Brookline. Yeah, I yeah, I can't wait. I'm uh, going to be heading up there on Wednesday and it's really going to be it's really going to be a very a really tough test for these players. There's a lot of drama swirling with the uh, the Saudi Arabia stuff, but when we get back, when we get down to just the the golf, it's going to be it's going to be quite a show I think this week. It's going to be hard. It's going to it's going to be uh, going to be a lot of blow-ups out there. Typical traditional U.S. Open golf, and uh, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, when you think of U.S. Open, you think small, you think narrow fairways, small greens, fast greens, difficult conditions, and the best players performing. And thick rough. Don't forget about the rough. That's gonna, uh, yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be tough. They got that tall fescue out there. Might have some lost lost golf balls. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hello. Where's my golf ball? I can't. I remember the 2020 PGA where one of the leaders lost his golf ball when it was like three yards off the off the fairway. Yeah. Yeah. That happened to. Uh, I think that that happened to uh, Harris English at Wingfoot. He was in the final group and first hole. He lost his ball and never got. It was instantly out of contention when Bryson ran away with it. But it's um. Yeah. You gotta. <laughs> You, you want to have a large gallery around you to help you find your ball. That's for sure. Yeah. So um, when you think of Brookline, I mean, this is a course we haven't seen host a major since the 1988 US Open. Obviously, it hosted the 99 Ryder Cup and the 2013 US Amateur. This feels, Brookline feels like a different course. It feels like an old school test. It's not going to be one more length that determines the winner. You're going to need to be accurate, hit second, good second shots, and then get yourself out of danger, make yourself a call from either from 70 yards if your shot's in the crapper or make a two-putt from 35, 40 feet. Yeah, this is one of uh, the oldest golf courses in, in, in America. Uh, one of the first... Uh, what are they called? The, it's one of the five uh, founding golf courses of the USGA. And, uh, yeah, it's undergone some renovations since that Ryder Cup. Uh, and I think Matthew Fitzpatrick won the, the U.S. Amateur that they held there. And it's, yeah, it's not long. You're going to, yeah, you're definitely going to have to be accurate. You're going to have to plod your way around. There's a lot of blind shots. There's a lot of uh, elevation changes, higher uh, – uh, elevated tees, elevated greens, 
and the greens themselves are very small. So you're really going to have to be able to, you want to be playing from the fairway. You want to try to hit your target on the green. And then once you get on the green, then you have these massive undulations and you don't want to be behind the, you don't want to be behind the hole. You want to be in front of the hole. And there's just a lot of, uh, a lot of factors that you get, that these guys are going to have to take into consideration. But yeah, it's, it's definitely an old school classic. It's going to be a beast of a golf course throwing, throwing 15 mile an hour winds. And then uh, you're really going to have some unhappy guys out there. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned Matthew Fitzpatrick because a lot of people are referencing the fact that he won the 2013 U.S. Amateur, played really well throughout the year, was led the final, led was the 54-hole leader at Southern Hills mm-hmm. before we know what happened on Sunday. And now it's going to be popular and not just in the betting but DFS market. Do you think Fist, Matthew Fitzpatrick's advantage has got an advantage? Was his advantage limited because of the Gilhans redesign A and the fact that nobody's played a major here and that nobody's played a major here in forever? No, I, I don't think that it. Matthew Fitzpatrick, his odds um, were on my on my site here. He's thirty to one, and that's. That's too low. I know he was great at the PGA. I had him at the PGA. and But, no, the fact that he won the U.S. Amateur here nine years ago is irrelevant. They're, they're, this golf course is going to be set up way differently than it was for that U.S. Amateur. Uh, there's going to be a lot better players in this tournament than there were in that U.S. Amateur. Uh, these are pros, not ams. And his, his, odds are, his odds are too low, to be quite honest with you. That's not somebody that I'd be – would be looking at to bet outright. Yeah, it's an easy narrative. It's easy to say, oh, Matthew Fitzpatrick won here. He's in good form. Yes, he's had a great year, but ah, it's just not that easy, Dylan. You know, it's not that easy to to look at history like that and look at current form and be like, oh, well, this guy makes a hell of a lot of sense. Well, yeah, they all make sense until they hit the first tee shot. Then it's he makes a bogey on the first hole. It's like, oh, what the hell was I thinking? Everybody's picking this guy. I shouldn't have done that. So I try to be a little bit more creative with my picks. Uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick probably will not be uh, on, on, on my radar. Let's just say this. If everybody uses Matthew Fitzpatrick and he uh, uh, poops the bed this weekend, you will, be, you will be raking in the chips, hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's how it works. I like to zig when everybody else zags. <laughs> so uh, going into this tournament, let's see. Who's playing well? Well, let's see. Roy McIlroy just won his second story Canadian Open. Uh-huh. Justin Thomas just won just won the, the last major PGA at Southern Hills. Scotty Shefflin won Augusta and is seemingly finishing well every other week. Uh-huh. Uh, trying to think. Uh, Billy Holcham won the Memorial. You just looking at who's playing well right now? Yes, like who, yes, who, who, yes. Good, who's playing well? Who I else? mean, there's a lot of guys that are playing well. Uh, Sam Burns just won. Jordan Spieth again, won again. Of course, Sam Burns just won again. Did he won the he won. I think he won the red card again at uh, Colonial. Yeah, he won Colonial. Colonial. Uh, there's a lot of guys, and so that makes me worried about the guys that haven't been in the best form in the world. Uh, you didn't even mention John Rahm, who's the defending champion. Who just won in Mexico? 
uh, not too long ago. And is he going to be a, a guy that's forgotten about? Everybody's going to be talking about Rory and JT now, and now John Rom stinks. Like what? What? What's not? What's not? He's usually good, and when those conditions get pretty tough. I mean, so, harder the better for John Rom, and I know. Some people saying, well, he got a little bit of an advantage playing Tory Pines. Well, everybody could have played Tory Pines last year, mm-hmm. last year in January or February. It's not John Rom's fault. He won, he played better. Yeah. And John, and while length might not be an might not be an advantage, I think the best drivers do have an advantage because We've seen U.S. Opens where drive a dr- good drivers of the ball typically win. Bryson won two years ago. We've seen DJ win. Mm-hmm. Brooks Kepka last year with Ron. If you're a good driver of the golf ball, you typically are going to be – you're typically all in contention. Yeah. Well, Ron certainly has the, the game for, a, uh, for, the, for this particular course setup in U.S. Open. I don't know if he can keep his head together for four days, but we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. But yeah, there's a there's a there's a lot of guys coming in in good form, and it's gonna try to basically it's gonna come down to who uh, out of you know out of those players who you think is the best fit for this golf course and the skills that are required to win here, and do they do they have them? And there's a lot of well, there's a lot of factors that go into picking who you actually think is going to win, but that's what these next couple of days are for is trying to figure figure all that out. Is there a course comp you have for uh, the country club? Because a lot of people have gone back because there's not an exact duplicate of this course, but is there a course you look at that's sort of similar to? Yeah, actually, I um I've been looking at the 2019 U.S. Open at Pebble Beach. Ooh, if you're if you're talking about these are again these are really small greens. So if you're looking at small greens with rough around the greens protecting them, and we might have some wind. It's usually usually windy over on the coast at Pebble Beach. We might have some wind this week, and it's a smaller course as opposed to some of the bigger golf courses that they've been playing. It's not going to play like a Tory Pines. Uh, per se, so I've been look. I was kind of looking at the Pebble Beach, uh, when it's set up for a U.S. Open, and the only time they did that was in when it was in 2019. But these are those are the types of things you're gonna be looking at. Um, you're gonna want that the, these greens. I don't know if you're big on agronomy, Dylan, but the greens are like uh, they're a mix of poa poa greens out in California with some bent grass mixed in. And so uh, putting on, on the Poana greens can be pretty tricky, especially later in the day. So, and again, that's just like Pebble Beach. They have Poana greens out in California. So any, any golfers that are good in California might be good here. So, yeah, I, I think that I'm looking at certain golf courses that uh, have like rough around the greens, not, not a lot of short grass because uh, that's going to affect how you're chipping. Uh, if you're going to be missing the greens and how you're around the green game is, some guys are better around the green when there's rough as opposed to a, a, a nice uh, flat lie. So I'm looking at golf courses like uh, Memorial and Bay Hill, Torrey Pines, all those golf courses, their greens are protected with rough. So, 
yeah, but to answer your question, I'm sorry I went long here, but I would say I'm kind of looking at the 2019 U.S. Open at Pebble Beach as a comp. What about Marion? Uh, you know, honestly, I don't know too much about it. It's not bad, but it's been a while since they played there. You know, that's Justin Rose's U.S. Open. What was that, 2005, something like that? 13, 2013. 2013, okay, so nine years ago. Uh, yeah, that was a, that's a shorter golf course. I could see that. Yeah, I could see that because the U.S. Open held there. Yeah, sure. You can look at Marion. Is did you see something at Marion that you that you liked? I mean, it's a short golf course with a lot of rough, narrow fairways. I mean, it's in one of these older golf courses. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. What about the Olympic Club? I mean, uh, you know, I saw a lot of that when the they had the U.S. Women's Open there. I try not to get myself too bogged down. I, you know, I'm going to look at that Marion U.S. Open now because of you. Thank you very much. But I, I try not to get too bogged down with too many comp courses because it gives me it. I get I get over I get overwhelmed. I get I get flooded. If I said yeah Olympic Club and then now I'm going to go back to when Webb Simpson won there. I'm going to look at some of the guys there and see if I can find anything. But so just look at U.S. Opens in general. Yes, not all the golf courses are created equal. Torrey Pines and Wingfoot and Pebble Beach, yeah, those aren't all exactly the same. But the, it's still hard, and the, it still requires precision, and it takes a certain type of player to have the mental fortitude to handle that type of grind. And if they've played well at a U.S. Open before, they could probably play well at a U.S. Open again. It's that type of, that type of player. So and you could really eliminate your player pool based on guys that have never played well in a U.S. Open before. If they played in the U.S. Open six, seven times and they've never made a cut or their best finish is 48th, then they're probably not in play this week, regardless of how it sets up or if they won the U.S. Amateur there or if they, if they played well in California or they played well on a comp course. It may not matter. So you got to factor those things in. And hey, if you hit the ball, and hey, if you hit the ball in the short grass, it doesn't matter if it's Pebble Beach, Torrey Pines, Pinehurst. Short yeah. grass is better than long grass. Yes, usually, usually. That's Cam Smith. Yes, I would agree. Yeah, grass is better than water. Just avoid all the water at the 18th at Sawgrass, and you'll be fine. Yeah. We'll start in your round six over, but uh, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> so from a betting point of view uh who are you looking at because obviously at the top Roy with his win in Canada is now the favorite at 10 to 1 JT at 11 Rom at 12 Sheffield at 14 Xander at 16 Cantley at uh, 20 who are you looking at starting your betting card with you know I you know you mentioned some names there, and I haven't made, I haven't put any bets in yet. I, I'm probably going to play a couple of long shots after we get off the phone here. But I mentioned Pebble Beach before, right? And I was talking to one of my buddies before, uh, talking about comp courses and everything else. And based on what he was describing, whether it be uh, when we when we got to the conclusion that Pebble Beach would be a good comp. And everything that he was describing, it sounded like, man, that, 
that sounds a lot like Jordan Spieth you know, <laughs> in terms of what we're going to have to do to uh, to play well here. And he's obviously he's won a U.S. Open before. That that layout, that setup was not exactly the same as what he's going to be looking at now. Now, when he when they played the U.S. Open at Pebble Beach a couple years ago, Jordan Spieth was kind of like in the wilderness. He wasn't he wasn't the same player that he is now. He was struggling to find this game. He might have had the driver yips or whatever, but you know he's back now. He's he's and if he can keep it in the if he can keep it in the fairway. Uh, just because of the the way the the greens are constructed and his around the green prowess and being able to grind things out and maybe make a couple of putts like everything just sounds the the skill sets required to win here it's like man it's not a long it's not overly long this golf course it's it's not like he's at a disadvantage uh, to some of the bombers but he can really compete here and I think if he gets it if he He's he's at twenty eight to one right now, and he might. Um, listen, this is premature. It's Monday afternoon, but I think that might be where I'm going to go in terms of my pick to to win this week. If we're going to talk about guys, you know, in that you know, at the top of the board, he's not really at the top of the board, but I think I like him more than all the popular all the other popular selections up top. I am a little afraid of John Rahm, though. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. I think we're all afraid of. I think we're all afraid of Ron because nobody, because nobody, everybody's all quiet on Ron because they've seen Scheffler win basically everything the first half of the year. JT win the PGA and Roy and his winless round in the U.S. with the win. Well, in North America with the win in Canada. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think Jordan Spieth's a good pick, too, because you'd think Spieth's added some more power, so he's not at, at a huge disadvantage if Jordan can keep the ball in the short grass and make putts. Because have you seen Jordan Spieth putt this year? It's I been mean, a little dicey. I mean, I mean, I don't know what happened. I think Jordan, Jordan's driver's okay, but his putter, which usually is his strength, has, well, flown away. Yeah, it can it yeah, it can come and go. That is a concern, but there's going to be a lot of miss a lot of miss putts on this on these greens. I'm telling you, it's uh it's different. And I don't know. I I'm telling you, some sometimes it's just a gut feeling where you, you hear something and it makes you names pop in your head. It's like, "Oh, yeah, that sounds a lot like that sounds a lot like Jordan Speeth. It's not going to be too long. A, a round the green game might be important." It's uh, and you know he missed the cut at the Masters for the first time. He was a pretty popular pick at the Masters. Pretty and so popular. popular because he had one one at Heritage, and he's a Texas guy, and they were playing that in Oklahoma, and you know he was all right there, I guess. But I don't know. It's like this would be a nice little comeback story. Like I could just I could just see it. I could just see it. Him win it. So I'm uh, I'm probably gonna bet speed at thirty. I, I I don't think you're crazy. I don't think you're crazy to have speed. But to be honest, I'm right in that same area with a couple guys. Uh, I'm amazed Colin Morikawa is thirty to one because he's only won two. He's only won what uh, two of the last nine majors. Yeah, 
And yeah, Morikawa has not been great since Tory Pons, but you know what? He gets better when the weather gets hot. Okay. You want to talk about Kyle Morikawa? I, I think Kyle Morikawa makes a lot of sense this week because actually going into the year, I thought Morikawa was going to win because I was thinking Brookline was going to play a lot like Harden Park when he won the uh, PGA there in San Francisco, uh-huh. but Morikawa has got to show up in one of these majors this year. He's too dang consistent. Yeah, no, I, I listen. I love Kyle Morikawa. His number is ridiculous. I was talking about it with my brother. Listen, I don't know if you believe in curses or not, but Kyle Morikawa is kind of cursed. And if you bet him the win, you're probably going to lose that bet. As much as I love Kyle Morikawa, and this, listen, you're going to need to have a really strong iron game to compete here. And Kyle Morikawa is the best iron player in the world. I uh, some of his performances can be chalked up to having bad weather draws and everything else. And he may not be the best, you know, iron player in the wind. Uh, That's now JT's title. But from a strictly like, hey, man, Kyle Morikawa is kind of cursed. You might want to stay away from him this week. Uh, That was the only, that's the only thing I would say about it. Yes, his number is ridiculous. If you got a chance to bet Kyle Morikawa 30 to one in the major, you should do it. But it's probably going to lose because he's cursed. So, and by the way, Moore, every time Colin Morikawa is in a bunker, it might take him an hour and a half to get out of there. Yeah, yeah, and you don't want that. There's a lot of bunkers on this golf course too. Yeah, wait till the old, wait till the open, then then he'll find a bunkers. And then uh, Will Zalatoris. Uh, do you realize Will Zalatoris has been like top top five, top ten in every major? Yeah. I mean, how has Will Zalatoris not won a single event in his PGA Tour career? Well, because he's because he's got the putting yips. That's why. Because when he's got a he's got a nerve wracking four footer or five footer, he can't handle it. His, he can't. He's not steady enough. That's the that's the problem. He's more comfortable putting from twenty feet than he is putting from three feet. Uh, that's why he hasn't been able to close it out. It's hard for you the U.S. Open to be your first career win uh on the on the on you know in the as he won on the corn ferry tour i'm not going to say he's never won before but it's um that's a big ask he's really good and he's a solid ball striker and he was good at wing foot and everything else he's got the game i'm not concerned about that that was a tough loss in the pga championship so this is maybe a chance for him to try to redeem himself. It's hard to go back to back with. Uh, it's hard to go back to back with that in terms of major performances. But another like he will Will Zalatoris is thirty to one. Well, Brooks Kepka is forty to one. Oh, can we talk about Brooksy for a minute. Yeah, we can talk about Brooksy because it is major time, and you know with Brooks, uh, he's always there. His last four U.S. Opens, Dylan, he's finished fourth, second, first, and first. And the one before that, he wait, wait a minute. Oh, he didn't play one. I see. Yeah, he missed. He missed uh, Wingfoot, I believe. That's pretty My, dang good. That's pretty dang good. Yeah. Now he just got married. He hasn't played golf in a while. He might be injured, but man, that's hard to overlook the fact that he's finished in the top four with two wins in his last four U.S. Opens. We were talking about. 
We were talking about U.S. Open pedigree, man. Like, who's got more U.S. Open pedigree than Brooks Kepka? And the guy's coming in at 40-1, to 1, and no one's talking about him. And he just got married, and he might be hurt. But, man, that's value right there. Wait a minute. You sound like Justin, you sound like Justin Johnson minus the live tool, whatever it is. <laughs> Dustin Johnson? No, you sound – no, now you're going – no, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. But uh, – okay. Brooks makes a lot of sense, probably more as a bet than a DFS play because, I mean, Brooks could be playing on one leg like he seemed to be at the PGA, but mm-hmm. if Brooks gets his game, he won a Northeast U.S. Open at a Shinnecock Hills a few years ago. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, we were talking about uh, Torrey Pines, and he finished, what, fourth there last year? We were talking about uh, Pebble Beach, and he finished second there. And then he won the other the other two. Yeah, he's listen, he might he might win this and then take off for Saudi Arabia. That's certainly in the cards. Hey, his brother's already there. Why not join him? That's yeah, he's he's probably going. And and then I also like Hideki too. I have a big I love Hideki Matsuyama. He's one of my favorite players. I had him at the Masters when he won. He's great in majors, he's been great in the US Open. He got disqualified from his last start. <laughs> That was unfortunate, but he and he wasn't great at the PGA, but he was good the week before. I don't know if he's healthy. This sets up well for him, and he's kind of forgotten too. I like him at forty to one, so he's going to be a bet. And Hideki finished well at the twenty thirteen U.S. Open at Marion. I'm saying, I'm saying, yeah, well, he's he's a, he's a great player. He hits it straight. He's got a good around the green game. Yeah, he can't putt, but nobody can putt, and he can. I mean, God forbid he makes a couple of putts. And he, he's played well on Poa Greens before. He's played well with Torrey Pines. I like I like Hideki a lot there. Probably more so than Brooks. But. Okay. Well, if we've got a Brooks comment in there, uh, there's got to be a Bryson DeChambeau. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're going way down the board, man. I'm Where saying it's U.S. Open, and we know Bryson DeChambeau doesn't care about any other tournament. Uh uh, well, I don't. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. Bryson's eighty to one. He should be eight hundred. Listen, this guy hasn't played meaningful golf in forever. He's got a bad wrist, which is like the worst injury you can have as a golfer. Uh, he's this course has all sorts of elevation changes, which is going to mess him up. He can't play well. He needs a nice flat golf course. His length is not going to be an advantage here. He's got to be precise. He can't just bomb it and hope for the best. No. He's probably going to miss the cut. You want a good bet for Bryson? Bet Bryson to miss the cut. Let's right, we'll see if we can get you outrights on that. Tournament props. Hold on. I'm going to look this up for you right now. Is it, oh, it's not there. Golf. No, I don't have – they're not up yet. But they're coming. It's only Monday. But I would bet him to miss the cut more so than I would um, to outright or a DraftKings or a top 20. No. I need to see more from Bryce. Plus, he's going to freaking Saudi Arabia. Forget it. No. I don't like that play at all. That's an easy fade for me. You know who's it might be a good fade? Who's heading the uh, a good play? Who's heading to Saudi Arabia? Patrick Reed. 100 to 1. I like him. He's uh, – I, I remember when I played him at – oh, no, he's not 100. He's 70. Somebody must have beat me to it. An hour ago, he was 100 to 1. Now I was going to bet him, and I did it. Now he's 70. Uh, he's been playing a little bit better. 
his short game is pretty magnificent, and he can hang around. He can he wins on those tough. He usually the golf course has to be a lot bigger. You know, he 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 won at Torrey Pines. He won at Beth Page Black. He's uh, and this, yeah, this is a shorter golf course. He's gonna have to be a little bit more precise. That could be a problem for him, but he has been playing better. And, you know, Patrick Reed win the U.S. Open and then take it off for Saudi Arabia. I can certainly see that. He's, he's like, he's, that's a, certainly a, a villainous take. Patrick Reed and Jordan Spieth in the final group. <laughs> How about that? Would that be good? I've got a better one for you. I've got yeah. a better one for you. How about Dustin Johnson and Roy McIlroy in the final group of the U.S. Open on Sunday? No. I wouldn't like that. No, I wouldn't be interested in that. You like that? Why? I, no, Rory and DJ. Oh yeah, okay. The Saudis versus yeah, okay. <laughs> the Saudis versus the PGA Tour. Yeah, okay. I, I see where you're going with that. Yeah, that's fine. It wouldn't be good for my betting card though. I'll tell you that. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> How about Sunday M? These odds are changing. These odds just changed. Oh, I'm looking at the wrong. Okay, no, they didn't. Sorry. I'm looking at the. I was looking at the wrong. Uh, the yeah, wrong Reed's, Reed's still 100 to one. He's 80. He, that, when I he's 70 to one to be first round leader. I had the wrong column up. So, what about uh, Sun JM at a uh, 40 to one? Also cursed. Oh, no, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. It's. Uh, I don't. I don't. No, I'm not feeling that. I'll have to look into that a little bit more. You're not the first person to mention Sun JM. And I, I'm not sure about that yet. I gotta be. I gotta be honest with you. Let me look into that one. Can I get back to you on that one? On yep. Sunday, forty to one. That doesn't seem like good enough. That doesn't. That number seems too high. That number. I think some money came in on Sunday because I looked at him. He was like in the fifties or sixties. I'm like, there's no way he's that low. And now he's forty. Yeah, because people are people are betting him. He, he's been good the last couple of weeks. He missed the PGA with COVID. He came back. He's been he's been good. But no. And he, and he hits a lot of greens. Not going to win a long drive contest, but hits a lot of greens, puts the ball where it needs to be. Yeah, but I'd rather I'd rather play Hideki at the same number. I wouldn't be Hideki and Sung JM are both 40 to 1. I'm going to take Hideki in a in a major. It's in, yeah, that would be interesting. It might be that might be a friendly bet to make a. So, from a DK perspective, who do you think will be the chalkiest player this week? Who do you think will be the chalky guy this week? Uh, any any price range? A- any price range doesn't matter. The low, uh, low, medium, or high. All right, let me take a look here. I think that you're – you know what happens? Like Justin Rose had that great day yesterday. He's $7,100 on DraftKings. He won at Marion, Dylan. You mentioned, just mentioned Marion. Oh, He's no. a champion there. He's 7,100. He shot a 60 yesterday. And everybody saw that. And he's – because DraftKings pricing comes out early, yeah, this is what happens. Now, everyone's going to play Justin Rose at 7,100. So yeah, he's going to be really chalky selection. There's no doubt about it. So you got you got Justin Rose at 7100. How about Finau at 82? Who was in the mix? Uh, That's too low. 
Look at Finau's record in the majors. He shouldn't be 8,200. He should be like 9,200. So, yeah, Finau's going to be high owned. What has Finau, Finau done except Mets while he was fourth at Charles Schwab? Second in Canadian Open. No, yeah, he's hot. He's hot as anything right now. And he's got a great record in the majors. And he's 8,200. So, yeah, Finau, Justin Rose. All you got to do for the majors sometimes, trying to figure out the chalk, is just look at what happened. Because it's all about recency bias. And whatever just happened, what happened, like Rory's all of a sudden became the favorite. He wasn't the favorite on Thursday, but he's the favorite now because of what happened at, at, in the Canadian Open. So well, they, well, they, that's going to give you value on some other guys. Yeah. Uh, I do think Rose is interesting, but I'm not sure he's the uh, chalky guy down low. I mean, depending on, we'll see what happens. Because uh, I think Davis Riley could be really interesting at 7,300 with how well he's played. Now, true, Davis Riley doesn't have the major championship experience, but we've seen U.S. Opens be either the breakthrough or ending long major droughts recently. So... Hey, Will Zalatoris came to Wingfoot. Never played. I don't think he even played in a major before that, and he was great. Will Zalatoris played in his first Masters, and he was great. You know, guys like guys like played in his first PGA and Open and won both of them. Yeah, Um, yeah. Some of these guys that are special talents, like like a Cameron Young, like a Davis Riley. Yeah, yeah. It's possible that they could show up to these majors and 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 show up well. They could also get blown off the planet. Like you have no way, you really have no way of predicting of how the pressure or how the expectations change or how they're going to adjust to, you know, major type conditions. But Cameron Young was pretty good at the PGA. There's no doubt about it. So yeah, some of these guys are are just special talents. It's good for wakeful and golf that week. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. Uh, yeah. By the way, uh, I think this Matt, I think of Matt Fitzpatrick will be the uh, chalky guy because not just because of how well he's played, but because he's got the little bit of course recency. See, he's won at least something there, whether it be the U.S. Amateur or whatever. But I don't know. I don't know though. That eight thousand dollar range is pretty loaded. You got Joaquin Neiman down there. You got Cam Young. Larry's nine thousand. He's going to be super popular. Yeah. Burgers, burger, and then of course, yeah. Sam Burns is eighty three. Tony Finau is eighty two. I don't know. I don't think Fitzpatrick is going to out out own. I don't think people are going to want Fitzpatrick more so than a Finau, a Burns, maybe a Burger, uh, a Cam Young. I, I I disagree with that. Just because he won the USAM there, what seven years ago? I'm, no, it's not. It's not going to work. I don't think that's going to happen. All right, so ultimately, Sunday night, who wins the U.S. Open? I think right now, don't I, you're not allowed to hold me to this, but right now I think I like Jordan Spieth a lot. But, again, I reserve the right to change my mind, and on Wednesday I'm doing my, I'm doing my little YouTube show on Wednesday from up in Boston. I will have a more concrete uh, pick and DraftKings team and all sorts of stuff to go over on uh, Wednesday night. Nagels Bagels on the old Twitter and the YouTube. And, uh, yeah. Are we done, Dylan? Are we wrapping up here? Uh, by the way, uh, 
I'm not just picking him because he won, because Roy would have been my pick anyway, but this is the year Roy McIlroy wins in at a United States Open. Okay. He's playing too well. I don't I don't care if he won won yesterday, finished second one. Roy McIlroy is driving the ball too dang well. If he could put a little more consistently and not miss those five footers again, mm-hmm. this is the year McIlroy wins the U.S. Open. Bryson DeChambeau isn't there to rattle him and hit the ball 90 yards past him. Roy McIlroy's been – Roy McIlroy and John Rahm have been the best drivers this year, and I think McIlroy finally get, ends his major drought on Sunday. All right. 